0: Let's pray before we begin. Lord, please let us understand Your Word and put it in our hearts. May it shape our lives to be more like Your Son. In Jesus' name we ask, Amen.
1: I I reluctantly, I mean I I sincerely and am reluctantly granted the privilege every year when I come to my anniversary time that nothing be done publicly or collectively for me. I do not like, I don't think, it doesn't, to me it's too sacred a time to mar by any kind of public demonstration. But we've come now to the beginning of our 16th year as pastor and people. Fifteen years ago this morning, I stood behind the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Hammond for the first time. I to be quite frank with you. I didn't want to. Paul, you, you remember that service that night when I left Miller Road? I thought I'd die. I literally thought I'd die. I walked into the pulpit of this church first morning. A lot of changes taken place, haven't they? You never recognize this place. I had hair then.
0: <laughs>
1: so did you. But the the the, uh, the church at that time would sing "Amen" at the end of every song. You know, they'd sing you know a, a hymn like uh, "Church is one foundation." Get out the end, and sing "Amen." I didn't know that. I'd never known anybody do that. I knew the thing was down there at the bottom of her song. Didn't know why. We, you know, in Texas, we just wing diddle some little ditty, you know, and and uh, we never did sing an amen. Oh, many of the starcher churches did, but ours never did. I never even heard it. <clears throat> so I'll never forget it. We sang the first congregational song, and I stood to make the announcements, and the choir was singing the Amen at the end of the song. I was humiliated, embarrassed, felt like what I was, an ignoramus from Texas. What well, I still am. But uh, I recall when I sat down after that display of ignorance, when I did not sing the Amen, I recalled how that I uh, vowed that the next time I'd sing it. Nobody from Texas would ever find out about it. and I was here for the first Sunday, and I wasn't going to make a fool of myself. So I vowed that I'd sing it, but I vowed more than that. I vowed I'd lead it. Uh, so I had it all planned. I was going to step right in the microphone on the last stanza, and when it finished, I was going to lead the amen myself. But the organist at that time, we didn't have a song leader on Sunday morning. The church would not allow a congregational song leader. The organist sort of led the singing on Sunday morning, and Sunday night we had a congregational song here. So she got to doing some thinking. She said, or thought, I guess this new preacher doesn't want the amen at the end of the songs." Now wait till I get to the punchline, would you please? <clears throat> and uh, I, uh, so I leaned up. After the song was ended, I stepped up and leaned right in the microphone and i sang the only solo i've ever sung in church in my life this is the anniversary of that stupid event but i uh, it's a very traumatic experience for a pastor to come to the end of a year i don't know why but it's a very sobering time i feel this pulpit of the fill the pulpit of this church now 1 year longer than any other man in its 87-year-old history. And uh, these have been blessed years. My, 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 my. How good God has been to us. And I thought, what's I preach about? I can only think of one word. And that word is praise. Praise. I know my stature. I know I'm no great Giant of the faith. I know that. I'm a little country Texas preacher. At the pulpit committee of this church wrote one day. <laughs> letter got to the wrong fellow and happened to get to me. And uh, God is taken. Now you talk about a miracle. When God takes a little country, country, poor Texan, and blends him with about 500 pulocks <laughs> and builds a great work. That's a miracle. When I was a kid, growing up in Texas, we had in our church a little short, stocky lady. Her hair was as white as the snow of the winter. Who used to shout, "Mrs. Johnson." She's up in years, and I can recall hearing her shout. Every time she'd shout, I'd get scared. And uh, we used to come by and shake hands with all the converts. Anybody got saved? Everybody came by to shake their hand before we dismissed the service. When old old Sister Johnson got just about about this turn right here, about five people from shaking the hands of the converts, she'd get happy, really happy. Her eyes would start to roll, and she'd start shouting, praising the Lord. One night I was standing right behind her in line. I said, I hope she doesn't shout tonight. She came unscrewed, scared to fire out of me, <laughs> stunted my growth. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't understand. I really couldn't understand. I understand now. I understand now. I find myself with every passing day praising the Lord more. When I first started doing it several years ago, I got worried about myself. Thought it was cracking up. It wasn't like me. I've always been mean. Still am. You don't have to lose your meanness because you praise the Lord. You can say, praise the Lord. And, uh, but I find myself, with the passing of the days, more and more, I find myself losing sometimes my composure, especially when I get alone. I find myself praising the Lord. When I learned that they'd finally agreed to sell us this college property, I'd prayed for it for a year. Once a month, that's been all night, praying out at the college grounds. Took my shoes off and prayed and claimed it. Fasted one day a month for it. I found out on the way to the airport, I stopped and called, and I found out one day that it was ours. Went out and got on the plane. The stewardess said, good morning. I said, hallelujah. (laughs) Went out and got in the motel room. I was going to, where was I going? California, I think. Some foreign country. I forget where it was. (laughs) I was going, and and, I got in the motel room, and I, I had a spell. I took my shoes off and praised the Lord. And someone knocked on the door. I went to the door, and it was one of the hotel maids. She said, uh, they sent me down to see if everything's okay. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, could I ask you, your neighbors want to know what's going on in here. And I said, choir practice. (laughs) She said, choir practice. I said, choir practice. She said, uh, what Choir practice, and what choir do you sing in? I said, lady, I don't sing in any yet, but I aim to. And I'm just rehearsing. A lot of you folks, when you get to heaven, it's going to take you a year or two just to get up to par and get your engine revved up a little bit. She said, what do you mean? And I said, if you'll listen to me, I'll tell you something. And I told her how that God had given us this beautiful, beautiful building. And I said, lady, I'm going to go to heaven in a few years, and I'm going to praise the Lord forever and ever and ever. And I said, I'm just trying to get in key. I never have been in key in all my life. When I was a kid, first day in school, they had Mrs. Thompson, our music teacher, said, let's sing a song, boys and girls. We sang a song, and she began to go like this. She said, sing it through. Somebody's off. Wait till I get there. We sang it through again. She went back to the back of the class and nobody back there. Finally she found it was in my area. My area nothing is in my vocal cord. She stood right beside me and said, sing it through again, class. And I sang it through. That's the last song I ever sang. In grade school. They have what they call the Dallas Band. And the name of our school was called the Lisbon School. And the, they, they call all the people that could sing the Dallas Band. Now, what they call the band, I don't know. But that was all the kids that could sing. There were five of us out of a class of about 35, 40, who sat on the front row. And we were the Lisbon Band. And all we could do was move our lips. We couldn't sing. So our class would sing, my mother, God bless her. She can't, the only person in the world who sings louder than I do is mom. And, uh, but she'd, <clears throat> we'd have a special uh, 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 class that'd sing for the parents. And my mom would think it's so pretty, she's so proud of me. She didn't know all I was doing, she was going, that's all I was doing. Every once in a while, Dr. Rice and Bill Harvey and I will be in the car and they'll start singing. And I'll start singing. They always hush. <laughs> if I'm going to sing one of these days, you just wait, boy. I'm going to carry the tune. If I had anything in the world I'd like to do, I'd love to sing. If I had one request, one request, I love music. I love it. I love it. It tears me up, and bad music tears me up, and good music thrills me. I love music. I'd love to sing. But one day, I'm going to be on key. And I am to praise the Lord while I'm here. You know, I got this thing one day. You know, it's interesting. I'm commanded to praise the Lord. Commanded. Bible says, praise ye the Lord. You say, I'm not to praise and tithe. Then do it anyhow. You're commanded to praise the Lord, just like you're commanded to tithe. You're commanded to do it. You say, well, I'm, I'm not emotional. Then get that way. Because you're commanded. Well, you say, how do you do it? Tell you how I did it I found out one day I was supposed to praise the Lord So I just set a time Every day where I'd praise him About 15 minutes You say Did you feel like it? No I just praise him I say Praise the Lord Praise the Lord Praise the Lord Praise the Lord But you know After a few months of that You sort of get where you like it After a while I mean if you say I'm timid Then suck your thumb While you praise the Lord (laughs) Praise the Lord Sam shy, and hide in the corner and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Commanded to praise him. Now I want to examine these verses I read a while ago without looking at them. The four things that the hundred and forty fifth Psalm, by the way, I'm not so different after all. Did you know that David praised the Lord the old God? He said one time, I will praise him more and more. Somebody, go downstairs and stop. Send them back out. Tell them not to stay down there. Not to stay down there. Just send them back out. We're having service here. Uh, Forgive us for doing this, but we've got so many folks going on around here. We don't know. (laughs) One lady last Sunday, an old lady, this is terrible. I hate to even tell you. Last Sunday, she got baptized. She never intended to. She never meant to. She's up in years. She thought that the line here was going to get on the bus, and she's waiting in the line to get on the bus. <laughs> and uh, so she stayed in the line, and uh, she got baptized. She just got in the wrong line. You get in the wrong line around here, you might be pastoring a church before you know it. said, I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever. There are three words here. One is extol. That word extol means to lift him up. That means that everybody see him. I'll praise him. Everybody say, look at my God. He's my God. I love
0: him. I want everybody to know about him.
1: That's what the word extol means. Then it says, I will bless thee. That means I'll do something for him. That means, Lord, I love you so much, I'm gonna serve you. Then he said, I'll praise thee. That means you look at him and brag on him. Extolling means tell somebody else how good he is. Blessing means serve him for how good he is. Praise him means tell him personally how good he is. I want you to know there's four things about this little psalm. One is, it's personal. David said, I will extol thee. I will praise thee. I will bless thee. Didn't say we will. You know what's one thing that's ruined America? Uh, public worship. No such thing in the Bible. No such thing in the Bible. Say, I've come to your worship service this morning. No, you didn't. You came to our preaching service this morning. No such thing as public, uh, private work. David didn't say, we will extol thee. He said, I will extol thee. Did you know that the truest praise you'll ever give is praise you give alone, And the happiest praise you'll ever offer. Is the praise you offer alone. Second thing I want you to notice about this is that it's, it's, it's a definite, and I like this. Four times, save it, David said, I will. I will. He said, I will. I will.
0: I will. I will.
1: Praise the Lord. David said, I'm going to do it. If it's hot, I'll praise him. If it's cold, I'll praise him. If I'm rich, I'll praise him. If I'm poor, I'll praise him. If the air conditioning's working, I'll praise him. If it's broken, I'll complain. I'll praise him. If it's wintertime and there are 20 inches of snow on the ground, and there will be, I'll praise him. And if it's summertime and it's hot, I'll praise him. If it's a beautiful, sunshiny day, I'll praise him. If it's a rainy day, I'll praise him. I was marrying a couple one time right here on this platform or the altar here one. And uh, I I said, uh, do you, John Doe, take Mary Smith to be your wedded wife? Will you love her, honor, and keep her in sickness and in health and poverty as in wealth? And uh, forsaking all others, keep thee only unto her so long as you both shall live. Do you so promise? He said, I do. I said to you, Mary Smith, take this man to be your wedded husband. Will you love him, honor, and keep him in sickness and in health and poverty as in wealth? And forsaking all of us, keep you only on the end, so long as you both shall live. Do you so promise? And she said, I do. I do.
0: I do. Oh,
1: I do. <laughs> and that's the way David said he's going to praise the Lord. Going to praise the Lord, David? I will. I will.
0: I will. Oh, I will.
1: Praise the Lord. Not much of that much anymore. I'm not talking about a demonstration before people. I'm talking about a heart that's overflowing that says, thank God, thank God for how good God's been to me. But the third thing that David did, it was only a personal praise and a definite praise. It was a daily praise. He said, every day will I praise the Lord. Every day, every day. That means if it's a beautiful day and the birds are singing and the flowers have unfolded their petals, that means I'll praise the Lord. But it means if it's also if it's a day where the fog is settled and the darkness is so thick that you have to turn your headlights on at noontime in the car, I'll still praise the Lord. David said every day. That means if you get up in the morning after a good night's sleep, you'll say, I'll praise the Lord. That means if you get up after a lousy night's sleep, when you're tossed and tumbled and thought and good, and, and when you did go to sleep, you dreamed and had a nightmare, it means you you will get up and say, Praise the Lord! The night's over. At least I can praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord! Every day I'll praise the Lord. That means if you, have, if you feel great or if you have a headache, I'll praise the Lord. David said, If I, all the lights are green, no trains are on my way, I'll praise the Lord. If I catch all the lights when they're red and wait on a train in half an hour, I'll still praise the Lord. David said, You're not going to find me not praising the Lord. A lot of folks can praise the Lord in the sun shining. David said, I'll praise Him every day. Every day. Every day. There's a fourth thing that would describe this 145th Psalm, and that is, David said, it'll be an eternal praise. I like this. I'll praise him forever and ever. Talk about a fellow that knew he was going to heaven. That's one, isn't it? I'll praise him forever and ever. What does it mean when the Bible says forever and ever? It means forever on earth and forever in heaven. It means as long as I live on earth in this physical body forever, I'll praise Him. And forever, it means when I leave this physical body and this robe of flesh, I drop and rise and seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air, farewell, farewell, to our prayer. I'll still, as long as I have breath in this body or the new body, I'll praise the Lord. David said, I'll praise Him forever and ever. He knew where he was going. If David wondered if he was saved, he couldn't have said that. I'll praise him forever and ever. Those of you who have heard me preach much know that I did del- delight in reading the life of Billy Bray, the famous old Cornish coal miner. He wasn't a preacher, but he was. He was a layman, but he wasn't. He was sort of a sort of a preacher man or a lecher or something, halfway in between. Old Billy Bray used to shout everywhere he went. One of the things that you've heard me tell that I love the most about Billy Bray is when he was dying. He was still shouting, still shouting, "Praise the Lord!"
0: Hallelujah!
1: On his deathbed, they gathered around his old body, worn with the many years of spreading the gospel of Christ, and his lungs horsed hoarsened because of shouting and praising God for so many years. He said Billy. You're dying. He said, hallelujah,
0: praise the Lord.
1: And they said, why are you shouting so much on your deathbed? He said, because I'll be with Jesus in just a few minutes. Hallelujah, glory to God. Somebody said, Billy, what if you end up in hell instead of heaven? What if you're wrong all these years? He said, I'm still born again if I do go to hell. I'll just shout all the way to hell, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I'll just tell the devil, thank God I'm saved. And all those sinners, think how I many folks I can witness to. i just witness and praise the Lord. I'll say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And said then the old devil, he said all this in his dying breast. And the old devil walked up to me and said, what's your name? My name's Billy Bray. What you hollering about? Of course I'm saved. <laughs> Bless God. Hallelujah, I'm saved. And the devil will say, we don't like shouting like that down here. And I'll say, well, I'll just soon have a transfer if you don't mind. And uh, he said, I'll just shout all the way to heaven, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. How long has it been since you got in your closet? Oh, why don't you this morning, why don't you reach up and touch your eyes and close them? And open them and realize you can see. The other night I talked to, to several, had appointments with several blind people in our church. They they seemed so happy. And as they walked, when that last one walked out, I got on my knees beside the chair and closed my eyes and kept them closed and opened them. (laughs) And I said, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I can see the sunrise. I can see the beauty of the sunset. I can behold the glory of the lily. I can see the beauty of the rainbow. The other day I was driving out, out Southeastern Street, going out to the college, I think. And as I usually do, I try to work while I'm driving. And, and I don't, all you policemen out, forgive me. But I, I was dictating some letters. And Mabel, you recall, I looked over and I saw a rainbow. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was so beautiful. Mabel types my letters. Mabel more way. And I stopped. I turned the recorder off, and it reminded me of the, of the story, why God gave the rainbow. And it, it had all the colors in it, I think. And I, I just praised the Lord. And I, I started talking on the dictaphone. I said, Mabel, <laughs> this is the prettiest rainbow. My, how beautiful, how beautiful, how beautiful. I get to see that. I get to see the college campus. I get to see the lake at the foot of the hill. I get to see the trees. I get to see the beautiful inside of it. While many of our people walk in a world of darkness, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So often I'll close my ears like this, maybe like this. And I'll live in a world of silence for a while. And I'll stop and realize this group back here lives in that same world all the time. They never hear the choir sing an opening. They never hear the soloist. They never hear the organ or the piano. They never hear the shrill notes of the whippoorwill or the beautiful chirping of the spring birds. They never hear it. They never hear anybody say, I love you. They come to me so often and they do like this. That means I love you. They'll never hear it. And I I stop my ears and then pull my hands out and say,
0: thank God,
1: I can hear, I can hear. David said it will be eternal, it will be eternal. Fifteen years ago, today, I fearfully approached this pulpit for the first time. No, I don't want anybody to buy me a new car. You've bought me a couple of cars since I've been here. I don't want a new car. I don't want anybody to buy me new suit of clothes today. I've, you bought me all the clothes I wear. I've got so many suits now. I can't wear them all. I'll never buy one. Folks give them to me. You know what I want? I want what you've given me for 15 years. I want your love. I want your fellowship. I want your dedication to this book and the cause it represents. I want your sacrificial giving and sacrificial living. I want you to give everything you have to Christ. Nobody could be treated any, any better than I. Yesterday afternoon I got to my office, or last night. little package. I get so many of them. little package. Opened it up and there was one tomato and one cucumber. And dear lady had written me a note. Said, this is the first tomato and the first cucumber out of my garden. And I wanted my preacher have the first you'll forgive me but that means more to me than any kind of a gift anybody could give somebody went out to a garden to pick tomatoes and cucumbers for the first time they picked the first one and they said I bet my preacher would like to have this I bet my preacher would like to have this it's that way all the time all the time folks go to Hawaii (laughs) bring you back a pineapple One one couple three or four years ago I went to Hawaii. They came back and brought me a pineapple. <laughs> but they forgot to take the price tag out of it. They bought it, they bought it at Burgers when they got back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to be thought of while you're in Burgers. Well, that beats what you did. You went on your last vacation. I didn't get any pineapple from you, buddy. That's what, to me, that's it. That's it. Fifteen years ago today, I was praising the Lord about like this. Praise the Lord. Just barely. In fact, I doubt if he could hear me. But after fifteen years... Of amazing miracles. Unbelievable victories. And I guess maybe the sweetest 15 years in the church ever had. I just wonder. I just wonder if anybody has ever had 15 years like we've had together. So what are your hopes, preacher? I recall when that man came to me. 14 years ago, and said, with well, the house, we're having 25 converts a Sunday. 15, 20, 25. What are you going to do if we get everybody saved around here? It's going to go up to Minneapolis and start soul winning, that's all. Send our buses up there. And like a mighty army, they keep coming. <laughs> What you gonna do? Nobody would ever dream. Nobody, nobody would ever have dream that any church and in anywhere ever could run ten thousand in Sunday School. We averaged last year. We averaged last year. I mean, through the snow and the sleet and the rain and the sunshine and the clouds and the and, and good and bad. We averaged over eleven thousand last year. Averaged. Averaged it. So what's the future hold? Only God knows what it holds. If you and I stay close to him, and if we stay close to him, we'll stay close to each other. Churches all across the country, preachers say, Let's get close together. You don't get close together trying to get close together. You don't do it that way. Let's let's be one you don't get one that way. What you do is you look up to Jesus. You say, Jesus, I want to be close to you. I love you. And I want to be close to you. You get close and closer and closer and closer and closer. All of a sudden you look over and all of us who try to get close to him are close together. That's the way it works. So after 15 years. I'd just like to say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm going to praise him forever. You know why? Because I know I'm going to heaven. I know that. It's all settled. It is done. The great transaction's done. I am my Lord, and he is mine. He led me, and I followed on. Charmed to confess that love divine. I'm his. My name's in heaven. This week I passed by the little city hall where I was registered when I got born. (laughs) Town of 1,309 people. Think about that. We we have twenty five times as many members as live in the whole town where I was born. One day I went there to see if I really was born. I went went in the, the little city hall there. City clerk was off. He only worked two days a year. <laughs> he was off. I went upstairs, and they let me look at the old the bunch of old dusty books, and I got the books and, and shook them out, dusted them all off. It opened the books up. Turned to the H's. Sure enough, September 25th. You got that? September 25th. 1926. <coughs> It says I was born, and I'm sure glad to find out I was born 1926. There it is. This morning, if it were possible to rebuild the Tower of Babel, and if that tower could really, as it were, reach into heaven, and if you could climb the tower until you got to the holy city, wherever it is, and perchance you could talk to the recording angel. records conversions. And you could say, I'll check that book you got there. Just look under the H's, if you would please. Right there under H-Y, you'll see my name. H-Y-L-E-S. Hey, that's what Jesus told us to rejoice about. He said, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you. But rather rejoice because your name's written in heaven. Is yours? Hey. Is yours? Huh? Is yours? I will praise him. Forever and ever, David said. And today he's there praising him. And I'm going to be there. And until I get there, I'm just going to have choir practices and motel rooms all across this country. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Fifteen years from today, <clears throat> I'll be standing up here. God willing,
0: Amen.
1: and with a live be out there, <laughs> and many of you will still be here. More of you will be showing than today. I'll be combing my toupee. I hope God will still meet with us every Sunday. I hope we'll still have a place where people will go travel for miles to rear their children. And I hope there'll still be a kind of a electricity, the kind of a. Thrill, excitement, and zeal, enthusiasm that causes us to say every time we come, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, I pray you'd help us to praise Thee more and more. And may every person in this house before he leaves know that he can say, I will praise thee forever and forever. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. How many can say, preacher? Please, no one leaving the service now. No one. I don't care if you're going to youth church or where you're going. Nobody leaving the service now. Who would say, Brother Hiles? I'm going to heaven. I'll praise him forever. I know it. No doubt in my mind. I know it. I'm born again. Hey, my name's in heaven, too. You check that same book, you'll find my name is there. And I'm sure of it. I know it. Raise your hand, please. Raise your hand, way up high. You can put your hands down. Fellow, you couldn't raise your hand, could you? Lady, you couldn't raise your hand, could you? I wish you could. Jesus wants you to go to heaven as much as he wants me to go to heaven. He died for you just like he died for me. He loves you as much as he loves me. Don't you think it's time you came to Jesus and trusted him as your Savior? I wonder who would say this morning, Brother Hiles, I couldn't raise my hand then, but I am now. I could not say that I know I'm going to heaven, but I wish I did. I believe the Bible. I believe there's a heaven, and I want to go there, but I don't know that I'm ready to meet God. I don't know that I'm saved. On the lower floor. <laughs> Lift your hand for prayer if you want me to pray for you. You don't know that you're saved, but you wish you did. Raise your hand. we up high on the main floor, the lower floor. God bless you, lady. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, fellow. Yes, and God bless you, lady. Who else on the lower floor would say include me in the prayer? I want to know that I'm saved. I want to know I'm going to heaven. I don't, but I wish I did. God bless you, fella. And God bless you, fella. God love you. Yes, these big grown men and these fine ladies and these young people. Who else on the main floor? Pray for me. I don't know that I'm going to heaven, but I wish I did. Pray for me.
0: Raise your hand.